Jose, 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 Jose. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Casey Bubba, and it's you, and we're breaking down all things DFS right here for you, courtesy of the Line Star app. Make sure you go over to the linestarapp.com and make sure you download that bad boy and upgrade to the premium product when you get a chance, because let me tell you something, it is the best DFS tool site in the history of the universe and uh, uh, speaking of tools, uh, Bubba and I are here and uh, ready to rock and roll after a really <laughs> fun weekend where Jose Abreu had a pretty good weekend, my friend, I would say. Wouldn't you? Yeah, not too bad. What, four or five home runs at least? I think I saw somewhere his exit velocity on like his last seven balls in play were all over 100 miles an hour. The dude is just on fire right now. Yeah, and uh, heading into the weekend, we were talking about, hey, typically that guy's just 3.1. I think it was against Lester <clears throat> on, on Friday night, and I actually had – tuned over right when Abreu, I think it was on ESPN, they had the coverage of it, and I tuned right over as Abreu was up, and I saw the first home run. I was like, oh, awesome, there we go, there's Abreu. No idea that he would go on to have the weekend he had, but it was a good weekend for him. Also a good weekend for Tristan McKenzie making his Major League debut. So, dude, he looks like a Little League pitcher. I love it. He's like 85 pounds. He's throwing smoke. This was a really good time, and and yet the uh, Cleveland Indians, right, a, an organization that already has a ton of pitching, just got another one, it looks like. Yeah, it'll be a good replacement for Clevenger once they trade him now, so that, that'll be a good <laughs> way to go about it. But, um, yeah, I do like I do like everything about McKenzie. Even his, his interviews afterwards, he, he acts like a little kid. I, I love everything about his, his personality. He's a lot of fun for the game, for sure. Yeah, 100% agreed. All right, let's go fly around yesterday uh, – because today there's a lot of primetime pitchers who are going right against each other. So we got to really break that down and, and be very careful tonight. Tonight is full of landmines. We're going to see if we can avoid them. I don't know. I think uh, I have confidence in us. So we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. The Nationals uh, beat the Marlins 9-3. Annabelle Sanchez gets his first win of the season. Uh, you had, of course, the Orioles beat the Red Sox again because the uh, Red Sox are just no good. Uh, and they're starting to unload players. Rio Ruiz drove in four runs in this one. Scooble. Uh, and Norris looks sharp uh, as the Tigers beat the Indians seven to four. Carlos Carrasco is this two in a row here for him getting the L's. So what's going on here with Carrasco? Is it just a blip on the radar or is this a bad trend here? I was literally asking around to like Cleveland people that I knew. Was it a velocity thing? It was down a little bit yesterday, which kind of concerns me a bit. Was it like, I don't know. I'm wondering if there's any stories out there because it was weird. He was really good to start the year in the last two or three starts. have been a little sketchy. So I'm going to have to have a little trepidation next time he takes the bump. Yeah, I, I'm not feeling great about that. Um, not at all. Uh, Polanco's home run lifts the Pirates to sweep the Brewers five to four. So Gregory Polanco, even with that good day, averages like still around a buck fifty. So uh, don't get too excited there. Uh, Cruz's late home run helps the Twins beat the Royals five to four. Uh, Tyler Clippard still in the major league gets a win. He beat our Bobby. Bobby got beat. Oh, He's Bobby. zero four. Poor Bobby. Bobby with the ERA at five nine six. Bobola, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, all right, no. the Cardinals 6-2 over the Reds. Yadier Molina had four hits in that one, so he's looking healthy. Uh, speaking of healthy, you Darvish, 10 strikeouts for you Darvish. 2-1 victory over the White Sox. I mean, geez, you Darvish is just on another planet right now. 
So if you have any yeah, NL Cy totally. Young shares, I mean, is he the front runner for you, NL Cy Young, right now? He's got to be. Like there'll be Trevor Bauer arguments, and we can talk about that tonight. But um, I, I, it's got to be Darvish for me. He's picked up right where he left off last year when many people thought he couldn't, and he's just just dominating people. Yeah, I was in the camp of I think he could be good, but I don't think he could be as dominant. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong, man. The guy's been incredible. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Talk about a switch. I mean, it's just nuts. Yep. Padres beat the Astros five three. Uh, in that one, you had uh, look, you know, Stammen uh, got the win there, so this was all settled later on. Dodgers seven homers to beat up the Rockies eleven to three, so Dodger bats are coming alive. Kana sacrifice fly lifts the A's past the Angels in the tenth, so five four. The A's beat the Angels. The Giants another W for Bubba's Giants with Yastrzemski mm-hmm. homering on his thirtieth birthday, six one over the D backs. Boy, those D backs is. Three games under 500. This is tough, man. You know, Weaver gets another loss. His ERA goes to 777. Not good. That's not where you want your ERA <laughs> to be at all. No, not good. Justin Dunn was good, though. Uh, he got a W, 4-1 win for the Mariners over the Rangers. The Mariners starting to be really annoying, by the way, in the last week. And uh, and the Phillies 5-4 over the Braves. Zach Eflin got the win. And newly acquired Brandon Workman got the save. Look at that. Look at already paying dividends. What a big time trade that was. Yes, yes. Already getting big boy things done for the fight and fills. Watch out. That's right. I don't know if that's enough to change that bullpen, but I guess we'll find out. All right. He almost so that blew was... it, actually. So it was almost very exciting. But... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. <clears throat> All right. So that was yesterday, but today is a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get after it and let's start here. If you want to get involved in the all day slate, I don't. Pablo Lopez against Austin Voth, uh, the Nationals and the Miami Marlins. I'm going to stay away from that one. Bubba, are you with me? You just don't care i guess not enough to get excited or, or or am i wrong maybe pablo lopez is intriguing to you against the nats no i prefer pablo more at home than on the road so i'll, I'll just pass on this game I, juan soto's always in play but 4800 bucks on fanduel i'll probably go elsewhere tonight all right so let's start at 710 here alec mills at 7.5 who's typically been good last start not so much against casey mize who looked filthy but again what are the limitations where are we at so casey mize is 6.8 over uh, for Detroit over on FanDuel. Mills is in the low sevens. Uh, 6.2 for Casey Mize on DraftKings. Now, this is a tough one because, you know, Detroit doesn't have a whole lot of offense. Uh, Candelario's been okay. You know, they've had some moments here. But generally speaking, this is not a lineup you feel very good about the win equity, as Bubba likes to say. But Casey Mize, can he do enough at that six to be a secondary pitcher on DK tonight with the upside for strikeouts? I like him to be a secondary pitcher if you really need to go down there. As When we look on DK at the end of this whole thing, there's three guys between $6,700 and $7,600 that you can easily use as your SP2 that I don't know if you have to go to Mize. Because one of these days, the the Cubs bats are going to have to get going. And Mize didn't walk anybody his first time, got four in the third innings. Does he have enough to even go five to get a win? There's little things like that. The price tag is great. If you really need to, that's awesome. But you don't have Coors to pay for. You don't have a lot of expensive bats to really go for I'm not going to go there. I can see the argument, though. Yeah, I, I'm. I see the argument. I'm not going to go there either. And this game, just generally speaking, I don't like the Detroit offense enough to get excited about going after Alec Mills. And like you said, I, I kind of have respect for Casey Mize, and the Cubs lineup hasn't been world beating this year, so it's just kind of a big fade away for me. I get Mize at six point two on DK. I get it, um, especially some of the other guys you might want to pay up for. You know, if you want to go up to the board for Bauer tonight and some other guys, but. Speaking of the other guys, two of our favorites are going head-to-head tonight. Uh, Kenta Maeda at 9-4 on DK. Savali at 9.5 as the Twins take on the Cleveland Indians uh, on FanDuel. Basically the same, 9-4 for Maeda, 
nine, three for Alan, Aaron Savali. And usually we say pick a side or, you know, if you're feeling lucky, I got to tell you, I feel like even though this is a four outcome game, I'm going to take a stand with this one. I'm going to take a stand on the Savali at home against um, against Maeda. Maeda threw a lot of pitches in his last outing. Uh, it was a really great outing. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But I'm going to go with Savali in this one. I actually will kind of take a stand. It's a GPP play, though, not a cash game play for me. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? You want to go the other way or are you feeling Savali as well? Like I won't, I won't talk anybody off of Maeda. Like if they want to go there, I'd rather go Savali or nobody. And it's GPP only, as you said. And a big thing you hit on there with Maeda that people need to pay attention to. He's only thrown 85 pitches in, or or less in his first three starts before he threw 115 last time. Like that might not seem crazy because he's a professional pitcher, but 30 pitch jump is huge. Uh, just to, at this point in the season for them. So a guy like Kenta Maeda, really good arm. He, he's been great to us. I'm going to sit back and I wouldn't be shocked if it's one of those like he goes six and gets up maybe three runs and it's not really productive for 9,400 where Savali, we've seen him do it. Um, definitely GPP only though. Yeah, it's not a cash game play. And, and usually we run away from these games, but tonight mm-hmm. because of what happened last week with Maeda and that high pitch count by comparison, it just feels like, you know, the way to go. It's it's very rare where a guy is that good and that sharp and goes a little bit longer than he's normally stretched out to be. And all of a sudden the deck starts really, really good again. Like that just doesn't happen as much, uh, especially with older guys. So I would just, you know, I, I would just keep that in your back pocket. I, I'm with Bubba. I don't think it's wrong. I just think Savali is more right. And I'm going to go along yes. with that route. Now, as far as the offense in there too, this is another one where I'm not really excited about the offenses either, to tell you the truth. I mean, you know, I mean, Nelson Cruz is always good, but if I like Savali, I can't go there. So just going to cherry pick Savali and walk away and then see what happens. Another one that's really tricky here is Lazardo at 7.7 mm-hmm. over on FanDuel against Lance Lynn at 9.8. Now, I'm going to say this. Uh, on DK pricing for these two, similar. Uh, Lance Lynn's just 8.9. He is a great value on DK tonight. Yes. Just tremendous. Uh, Jesus Lazardo at 7.4. Very comparable. I'm going to take Lance Lynn in cash tonight. I think he's just mm-hmm. – he's been so solid. And I, I like it even more because I feel like where we're at, you know, that, that sexy name of Jesus Lazardo and the A's are a good team. That's going to scare some people away and it shouldn't because Lance Lynn has basically gone out there and just kicked ass all year. And he did the same thing last year. And if you haven't been paying attention, then I don't know what to say about. So I feel really good about Lance Lynn tonight. That's my stand. And there's another guy at home. going to go with that guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on this pitching matchup tonight, Bubba? hundred percent agree with you. I think on DK, especially $8,900 when you have Savali, Maeda, Bauer all ahead of him where people will kind of gravitate towards. He's an extreme value there, especially in cash. You mentioned a guy that's thrown well over 100 pitches every start, six innings or more pretty much every start. He's a strikeout monster. Like the dude is just built to just be a workhorse for you. Literally look at the man. He's there. Um, and he's, he's, he's done it for you. You mentioned, you you mentioned at home. Yeah. You mentioned at home against an Oakland team that strikes out a lot. They, they have a little pop, but they're not hitting overall as a team. So he might give up a home run or two, but he's going to get you strikeouts to carry it. I like Lynn. Lazardo, though, um, I don't mind as an SP2 if you're not using Lynn per se at his price on DK. And in GPP, he's at $7,700. There's a lot to like there on FanDuel. No, I, I don't disagree with that. <clears throat> I, I just, again, I, I wonder about can he outlast for the W, you know, and, yes, and can he go six innings and all that. Yeah, it's still those questions. And I know it was really good last time out. I get that. But still, well, you know just, what's crazy? What's is Lazardo? Is Lazardo's like a minus 140 road favorite in this game. <laughs> and look yeah, at the pricing you're right look at the i'm pricing. looking at it right it now it doesn't correlate no it does not correlate at all you're right <laughs> rangers look like a good wager today too yep. <laughs> uh i'm just gonna go with lance Lynn, man the guy's just been terrific and and another one too because of the two big pitchers i'm gonna 
just kind of ease off on the offense. And look, it's very possible, like we always talk about these games that have potential for four outcomes. You know, look, it's, you know, sometimes they, they go crazy and you end up getting an 8-7 game and that does happen. But, you know, right now, it's a lot of four outcomes on the slate today. So we just have to kind of pick and choose and choose smartly. So Savali for us, Lance Lynn for us, GPP and cash respectively. I think that's the way to go. Now, Trevor Bauer, you mentioned at 12K over on FanDuel against Milwaukee and Brett Anderson. He's just 10.2 on DK. So on DK, I'm fine with it. And it's going to be heavy mm-hmm. owned and that's fine. But at 12 on Fandle, I just can't do it. Like, not in that ballpark. I just can't. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it's no disrespect to Trevor Bauer. It's just really cost prohibitive. That's it. Yep, 100% agree with you. DK, really good. Too expensive on Fandle. That's that simple. Is Suarez ever going to get going? Because here we are. He's this still is the night to do it. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the thing. Suarez is 3-1. You got to pay a lot on Fandle for Castellanos at 4-2. But I'm willing to do it. I like this matchup a lot for Castellanos tonight. Uh, Cassianos is 5-2 over on DK, and Suarez is 4-6. I don't know, man. Suarez, I mean, I'm starting to wonder if that shoulder really is more of an issue than we thought it was going into the season. I'm starting to wonder about that right now. It could be. He came back way quicker than we thought. We'll put it that way. Yeah, he did. Or or he was ready way quicker than we thought. But then he had all this extra time, so then I really wasn't concerned about it. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a timing thing. We'll see. But again, I, I also don't feel comfortable about the Brewers line up against the Reds and Trevor Bauer because Bauer has been that good. So I have to show him respect. I'm just not going to show him 12K respect. Like that's just a like yeah. 12K is Max Scherzer against the Marlins. Like that's, you know, it's <laughs> where you're just going to lock it up and you're going to move on there. Um, if you want an oppo play, I mean, you know, Keston Hur is still 3.2. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the guy, the guys just hit everything, hit everyone. He's just 3.2 over on DK. He's 5.2 big difference. So, you know, if you're looking for a a low owned bat, that's been really good, regardless of who's on the mound, that's the guy. All right. I want to say, let me me say, let me say one more thing real quick. If you're looking for a couple more bats in Cincinnati to target against Anderson, Matt Davidson's actually been playing well in the middle of that order. He's 25 on, on Fandle, 3K and DK. Yeah. Then Philip Irvin usually leads off versus lefties. He's 24 on Fandle and cheap on DK as well. So those are a couple angles to go. And then I'm not going to probably do it, but if you multi-enter in a GPP, especially on DraftKings, with the ownership of Bauer, a mini Milwaukee stack. Don't go all in, but a mini, like a Smoke, Yellick, maybe Hira. It's expensive. It'll be super low on, and that's your leverage for the night. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's a really good call. It's kind of building on the Hira comment, too. It's just, again, yeah. it's not disrespect for Trevor Bauer. It's just understanding it's a home-run-friendly ballpark, and yeah. sometimes and things bullpen. don't always... Yep. Yeah, that's it, too. Uh, this next one is puzzling to me. Jack Flaherty is a 10K on FanDuel. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just no. yeah, he's no. a 10K talent, and I understand the matchup against the Royals is very tempting. He's 9-3 on DK. But I don't know. Either one, I don't feel really good. Keller's just mm-hmm. 6.7, but I'm not running out to start him either. So do you get this at all, or is this just like they can't change the Jack Flaherty price because of the talent of Jack Flaherty? They just can't change it. I tweeted about it last night when I started doing some research that he went an inning and two-thirds and threw 41 pitches last time. So if we do the math, he's not going to jump 60 pitches overnight. I, I He's maybe goes 70 at the most. So he's maybe going four innings at the most, probably. He's not worth this price point at all. He's a great pitcher, not at this price point. All right. Well, if that's the case, then we're going to get into some bullpen stuff. Is Merrifield mm-hmm. at 3-7 and Dozier at 3-3 and Solera at 3-2? All of a sudden, is the Royals the other kind of sneaky stack of the night? Yes, I love the Royals, especially on DraftKings value. Mikel Franco's cheap on both sides. I love Hunter Dozier. I was preaching about him late last week. He had a monster week, and people like were all down on him. 
He missed the first two and a half weeks of the season because of COVID. He's just still getting his legs underneath him, and he's starting to really smack the ball around. So I think Dozier's cheap still on both sides, 38 on DK, 33 on Fan. Like them with Merrifield and Solaire, not super expensive. I really, really like some of Royals to kind of be contrarian tonight. Yeah, Franco at 2-6, Mondesi at 2-5. Uh, there, there's definitely a lot here. I, I'm with you. I mean, even if you think Flaherty's going to go for 80 pitches tonight or whatever it is, how far does that get him necessarily? I don't know. None of us know. I know it ain't worth 10K. That's all I know. <laughs> at the end not of the day, chance. that's the problem. All right, so our boyfriend, or should I say my boyfriend, Bervaldez, is back <laughs> on the slate today. Let me be. He's my boy when he's not in Coors Field, so we're good. Uh, all right. Well, he's 7.6 on DK. <laughs> against the angels and he's at home and he's 9k on FanDuel. a lot of respect here too much respect i think mm-hmm. i'm out on FanDuel, but on dk are you in at the seven six yeah uh, at home this is where it differentiates between him and lazardo because they're 200 bucks apart but you get valdez at home against an angels team that just can't hit the baseball um i'll take that all day long phenomenal sp2 if you want to pair him with lynn savali and gpp even bauer and cash valdez is a very very strong play on DraftKings tonight Carlos Correa 3.1 is a great value on FanDuel as yep. well. Uh, on DK, not a whole lot of value on this Astros lineup necessarily. You know, I mean, if Altuve was much cheaper, I would start to get involved with that business, but he's 5-1 still. Uh, Carlos Correa is a 4-7. So on FanDuel, you can kind of mess around with it, but, you know, on DK, just can't. Altuve's 3-7, Springer's 3-9. I mean, look, you know, th- these guys are going to hit eventually. It's, it's, it's a matter of time. And uh, Brantley's another of these guys. He hits everyone if he's healthy. You know, it's one of those things, too. Whenever Is he back in or not? I believe so. I believe he came back over the weekend. Yeah, he's he back. He did come he's back, back over back. the weekend. Kyle yeah. Tuck- yeah, Kyle Tucker's playing regularly, finally. And shocker, you give a young kid regular at-bats, he learns how to hit like his triple-A Would you play him you. against the lefty today, though? Yes, because I don't think Patrick Sandoval will be super long for the game. If anything, maybe he goes five. You get at least two at-bats versus that Angels bullpen. Uh, that, it's, it sounds like crazy, cause yet, but that's kind of how you have to visualize these things. And when you're looking at these young arms like Sandoval, who doesn't go deep, give me two at-bats versus the Angels pin, and maybe he even gets one good at-bat versus Sandoval. Tucker's been very, very good hitting towards the top of that order right now. All right. Last year we go, Ryan Castellani versus Merrill Kelly. Um, I, I'm ready to spend here. This is where I'd like yes. to spend my money. Take my money for the offense, please. Uh, Nolan Arenado at 3-6, Trevor Story 3-9 on FanDuel. Blackman at 4K over on the DK side, obviously expensive because they're very good. Arenado 5-5, Blackman 5, I mean, sorry, Arenado 5-1, Blackman 5-5, Story 5-2. So um, a little bit more user-friendly on on FanDuel, just a bit. Uh, But at the same time, Cattell Marte, 4-7 on DK, Starling Marte 4-6, and uh, Cole Calhoun priced up as well. But on FanDuel, uh, you can get Cole Calhoun at 3-2, Marte at 3.5, Marte at 3.6. How many ever Martes you want, you can get yes. them all around that same price. So I, I really like this one. Um, the total for this game is 9.5, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, look, it's, it's very tricky tonight because there's probably going to be one of these games where two good pitchers heading off against each other. One of those games is going to blow up unexpectedly. That's just, a, that's just the law of baseball. But if I'm looking for my offense without that kind of you know uh, variable in it, this is a little bit more sure thing. This is the game for me tonight, Bubba, that I, I look at and I go, yep, this makes sense. I want in on it. What are your thoughts on the Rockies and the Diamondbacks tonight? 100% agree. I think the, the, the Rockies are an intriguing option because Kelly's thrown well, but we all know that other shoe is going to fall. Uh, Castellani hasn't. He's shown some reverse splits too. Lefties are hitting them fine. Righties are hitting them really good. You, you hi- highlighted on most of the big guys. I just want to mention a few things. Uh, Christian Walker has been playing very well. He's cheap on both sides, very affordable on both sides. 
But if you're looking for value, especially on FanDuel, but they're also relatively cheap on DraftKings, Ramel Tapia is leading off for the Rockies. He's 2,300 on FanDuel. And he's like 3,400 on DK. Sam Hilliard's been playing. He's 23 on FanDuel. So those are a couple of cheap Rockies if you want some exposure there that you can get to. And then, you know, your, your D-backs are relatively well-priced, like 29 for Escobar, 29 for Peralta, 3K for Walker. Not too bad. All right. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the uh, trade deadline, too, coming up this week. What, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is going to be active, not active, surprising? You, you got any feeling so far? Because it seems like the Red Sox at least have, you know, been the first team to say, okay, we, we know, we know, we understand where we're at. We're going to start moving pieces. I don't know how many pieces they have left to move, but, you know, unless they make a blockbuster kind of Bogarts deal. But for the most part, Bubba, um, it looks like teams like the Tigers, teams like the Pirates. You know, the Pirates have some pieces. Certainly, I think some teams would like Josh Bell would you know, certainly help a lot of lineups. But where do you see this trade deadline going right now as we head into the week? It's going to be really interesting. Like you highlighted, there's a couple teams, the usual suspects that might be active, but with eight teams in each division, get 16 teams making the playoffs. There's a lot of, like the Giants are two games under 500, and I think they just snuck into third place in the West right now. Like right. it's it's ridiculous how close teams are. It just depends, I guess, on the philosophy of the franchise. And the other thing is with teams looking ahead to not making much money this year and then money going down for next year, it's going to be harder to unload contracts like usual. Uh, Kyle Seeger and the Mar- Mariners, another guy too that I think could help some teams. Yes, that yeah. could help a lot of people. Yeah, I, I could see them. I mean, this is like he's been pretty decent this year, so this is their chance. I think you know to I'm move on. And and there's a guy that I think would benefit greatly from being in a better lineup. I think you mm-hmm. know part of his struggles certainly you can point to lack of lineup protection and support without a doubt. Um, so, you know, you drop him on the Dodgers or, you know, not specifically, but, you know, some other really good team. And all of a sudden, you know, this, that's a big deal. Like all of a sudden, you know, that's a, that's a player that can really, you know, contribute. He's not a game changer, but he's a really nice role model, you know, type player. <laughs> well, you're like, okay, yeah, you put him in there. You feel good about it. Um, the trouble is that, you know, the bullpens, like every, the bullpens are a mess everywhere. Everyone's looking for bullpen help, but I don't know if any of the bad teams have anybody that can really help anybody. Yeah, that's the problem is the bullpens are all so bad everywhere you turn. So what's the good bullpen arm we're trading today? It's it's really difficult. Like maybe Matt Boyd gets traded from the Tigers. He, he kind of threw well his last time out over the weekend. Maybe they just say, you know what, we're not going to throw him again, leave on a high note, let's trade him. There, there's a couple pieces we could see getting moved. But overall, it's just tough with such a short window here to kind of see where it's going to go. But we did see a little action, like you said. We're, we will get some trades. I just don't expect uh, anything too wild and crazy. If Boyd got traded to the Astros, I'd be all ears on that one because yeah, I've seen let them play with him and fix him up. Yeah, well, because like you, you, you know, they have a really good track record, of, obviously, of taking guys with live arms and turning them around, <laughs> or or improving yeah. what's already good. And that to me would be the intriguing one. Like, and I know he's been terrible, and we've trolled him here on this show many, many times with a lot of joy. But Boyd is that other guy, too, that is kind of like, wow, if he ended up with the Astros, I'd love to see what they could do, if anything, with him. And it was not going to cost them much. To find, like, I don't know how much these guys are going to gonna, you know, cost at the end of the day. Real quick, before we move on to calling our shot, Clevenger, Plesak, do they get dealt or do they stay put? I think Plesak stays put. I wouldn't be shocked if Clevenger, because if, if like Clevenger was already probably going to get traded in the offseason to begin with, this could just give them their even bigger excuse to be like, you know what, dude, we're moving on because – the way the it wasn't just the ownership that moved him down. There was a lot of veteran presence that was not happy with him in that locker room. And, do you, and they're starting to play good ball. They're still in contention. Do you want that to come back as good as he is? Like, you know how that can mess up a whole mojo of a team. And they might just decide to 
you know, trade him for like 95 cents on the dollar right now or something like that. Yeah, makes sense. All right. It's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. If you follow us over on Twitter at LineStar app, you can win some free stuff. Just retweet this segment. Give us your home run call and you can win some LineStar swag. So, Bubba, Monday night, where are you going for your big bomb? Who's leaving the ballpark? Nick Castellanos. No, We're taking that's Brett Anderson deep tonight. Lock oh, then we got it. It's, then it's in the bag. Lock, Lock it, up. it in. Lock it in. It's Nick Castellanos, baby. Well, I sound like I feel like Dick Vitale this morning when I'm calling. It's oh, awesome, baby. Nick Castellanos, baby, is one of my people, baby. It's, it's uh, Nick Castellanos. Yes, he was. You know what? And my number two and three guys, I didn't like nearly as much. I was gonna pivot. I was like, I'm gonna let Bubba go first. Hopefully, he won't pick Castellanos, but you did. Oh, and you could tell from my reaction. You know, last time we did this. <laughs> They, yep. they, the guy went yard. So it's, it's, this is it. It's a lock. There you go. So uh, Nick Cassianos is leaving the yard tonight. It's a really good matchup for him against the lefty and the good ballpark factor and all those things. Uh, so lock in Nick Cassianos. We are both, uh, we'll see what Ryan Humphrey says too. We'll get him involved in this uh, conversation as well, but that'll, uh, that'll do for the home run call. Make sure again, you subscribe to the line star app and make sure that you are upgrading to that premium product and follow us on Line Star app on Twitter and Line Star MLB as well. You can follow Bubba at KC Bubba and follow me at Joey P. No, at Joe Pizapia 17. That'll do it for me and Bubba. But the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and KC Bubba.